0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Welcome to the Sixer Sense podcast hosted by co site experts Lucas Johnson and Christopher Klein. Hey
0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas I got Chris and Uriah. We're all here and it is the eve of Christmas Eve directly after the Sixers lost a nail biter against the shorthand Atlanta
2: Hawks. Guys, that was something there, huh? Yeah, yeah, certainly something. Uh, yeah. How's everyone's Christmas holiday season going, though?
1: I got my shopping done. I'm a little depressed after this game because Atlanta had zero All Stars and the Sixers had one and a half. And uh, yeah, not not the best way going into the Christmas break. Yeah, Who, uh, who's
2: the half All Star you're at? Who?
1: That would be obviously Toby. Toe bias as
2: I, Kate Scott uh, would we'll but I think Maxie is a better case this year. Yeah, I, I would say Maxie as well, a better case. All right. Thing. Yeah. I
1: stand corrected. Yes. Maxie would be more of an all-star. <laughs>
0: um, well, my daughter's been sick all week and my parents were visiting, so that was an interesting combination. Mm. And on top of that, we did my parents let her open her presents from them yesterday. And after she opened them all and started to play with it, she, her stomach bug was pretty bad, and she decided to get sick all over them. Yikes. So that the joys of a three-year-old and, yeah. and stomach That's bugs.
2: Pretty much like a metaphor for the Sixers. Um, you know what that—that that is? Really a but, perfect segue yeah. into the Sixers-Hawks game. Um, so, yeah, final score was um, 98-96 Atlanta. This was a game where Philly, once again, you know, tell me if you've heard this before, got down really big, really early to a team without their best players and then fought back in large part because of Tyrese Maxey and then lost because they couldn't really execute down the stretch. Um, You know, Maxey came off the bench. I think that's something we'll probably talk about here. It was a somewhat interesting decision. Um, whether it was to ease him back in or not after the injury, I don't know. He played 34 minutes, so it certainly didn't seem like he was on a minutes limit, but he had 17 points in that 33 minutes. Joel Embiid didn't get off to the greatest start, finished a little bit better at 23-10 and 10 in 35 minutes. Uh, another pretty uh, pedestrian Tobias Harris performance, if I had to phrase it a certain way. Matisse, pretty good. Another, again, you know, shooting for that season high with eight points. Um, <laughs> Furkan got the start. He's back. Played twenty-two minutes. That that was a choice. <laughs> Lucas, what were some of your takeaways? Sixers need to start not only
0: shopping Ben but Tobias as well, if they can. I'm sorry, I just don't like Tobias's fit next to Joel anymore. Not without Ben there. Doesn't like you said a couple weeks ago. Doesn't make any sense. Really, it's not a. It's a clunky fit and the other thing is it sucks that based on corrk Moz's new contract that they can't trade him until after the trade deadline so I don't I don't know uh Charles Bassey looked fantastic again eight rebounds and eight points in just 12 minutes good for him Isaiah Joe struggled from the floor tonight um Tyler well we'll get into Tyler Johnson either it, Uh, Too, but he was a plus thirteen in his eleven minutes. So good, good debut for him. Your boy B Paul Paul didn't really show up in the six minutes he did play. Um,
2: Plus fourteen in six minutes, but he had one rebound, one assist, and that was led the team in plus minus. Fair enough. Minutes of play. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Coincidence? Maybe not.
0: Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Still probably the most tradable of the young uh, core, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um,
2: if Isaiah Joe keeps doing his best Furcon impression, maybe not. I, I I, really love
0: this game from Maxi. Despite having to come off the bench, he was really impactful on both sides of the court. Three steals and a block plus 17 points on pretty efficient shooting. I mean, it's not the best game from three-point line, but he definitely made the impact there, Chris. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts.
2: Yeah, um, Bassie was really good. He, he's looked really good pretty much at every every opportunity he's had. He's, like, delivered. Um, so it's been a really impressive season from him so far. Um, again, like, with Korkmaz, it'd be really easy to say, like, oh, just Isaiah Joe, flip him. But, like, Isaiah Joe continues to miss all his shots, too. So it's a bit tricky. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully one of them gets on the right track here pretty soon. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't agree with Maxi coming off the bench as like a philosophy thing. Uh, you can stagger his minutes with Joel. I think that's smart. I think that's what Doc should be doing every game. But like he should start. I don't think there's really much of a conversation to be had there. Especially like yeah, like what are we doing? Are Furcon's gonna start over him. Like what's what's the idea? Um, but yeah, I Maxi was really good. Uh, Joel. Uh, ha- had some some moments in this game. It, it's a really uh, just another kind of a bummer. Um, they continue to you know like have these really bad games followed up by really good games. You know, Golden State, Boston, those are some pretty positive moments, but they're all sandwiched between these lousy losses to pretty lousy teams. The Hawks missing again, like really their entire core, um, and. The Sixers should have lost this game. It shouldn't have been close. It should have been a pretty easy win. The Sixers, granted, are shorthanded as well, but not nearly so. They have their entire core, minus Ben Simmons, on the floor. It's really an inexcusable to, to get behind as much as they did and then to not be able to execute down the stretch like they did. So I, it's pretty frustrating. There are some positives. The young guys continue to be pretty positive, but you got to get more from your starting group. If you're going to compete in the East this year, Joel, Tobias, Seth, that group has to be better. And it wasn't tonight. And, you know, the Hawks led by Cam Reddish and John Collins, no disrespect to them, but, you know, they came and got a road win, which isn't great.
0: Well, to be fair, John Collins seems to always always bully Tobias, so I'm not surprised by John Collins having a good night.
2: It is what it is. It it is what it is. That's a good way. I, the Sixers just aren't that good right now. They're an average team. They're a 500-basketball team. They're playing like a 500-basketball team. That's what they are right now. We'll see if that changes with the Ben Simmons trade or, you know, God forbid, a Ben Simmons return. But right now, as is with their roster in its current state, I, I think this is kind of what we can expect. More continuity would be great. Better health would be great. But I just don't think they're a great team right now. I think that's it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, I I think the roster imbalance is really starting to show and not having – you don't have a clear-cut number two because Tobias wants to be the number two, but he's not. And Maxie isn't taking initiative to be the number two enough. And then the playmaking and the rebounding are two other major issues. And the Sixers, let's see, they had – what, they have 38 rebounds. They were out-rebounded by eight rebounds tonight.
1: And Mm – I have a suggestion. Yeah, if Kemba's disgruntled in New York, hey Sixers can give Maz in a second and bring Kemba Can't
2: here. Oh, that's
1: right. Lucas told me that earlier. Oh, yeah. silly contract. Um, uh, all right, they could they
2: could trade Danny Green. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like Kemba's been great these past few games, but. I don't know if three, four games of Kimba is enough to like Danny's makes more sense on this team. Like Kimba can't defend. You can only have so many small guards who can't defend. And you got Tyrese and Seth who need a lot of minutes. I don't think Kimba does a lot for you um, if you're replacing Danny.
1: Hey, guys, let's take a break. And let me tell you about another podcast well worth listening to. It's called the Knuckleheads Podcast, and what they do is they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth-tellers. They're the hosts of this podcast. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything, from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture named for the on court celebration that they made wildly popular this unfiltered hilarious and surprising podcast is like playing nba 2k with no fouls you can find this podcast on apple itunes as well as well iheart.com or any other platform that you can think of that has podcasts again check out the knuckleheads podcast Hosted by Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, and now back to the podcast.
0: Uh, see, I feel like the Sixers are too small. They need more wings, like six seven to six ten that play on the perimeter, because all of our six seven to six eight guys are power forwards. Like they need more size at the wing position.
1: Yeah, there's a certain wing in Detroit. That could help the Sixers. That used to be um, a Sixer, but.
0: You know, I like him, but I like a certain wing in New Orleans better. Just yeah, yeah, I could see that.
2: Well, one's definitely more gettable than the other,
0: I would say. Yeah, um, th- that's fair.
2: Seems like Detroit's pretty determined to trade Jeremy Grant. Um, I don't know if he's like the guy I'd be gunning for, but yeah, he's
0: having a down do year. Work. After
2: I think that was a one year wonder there. Well, um, I mean, I think he's a really good player, but he's hurt. He's going to be out for a while, and he's on an experiment contract, and he's a bit of a weird fit with the bias is still there. So, mm-hmm. I think he'd be really good. He'd certainly help over having nothing, but I don't know if he's my main target in a Ben Simmons trade. Yeah. Let's talk about the Sixers'
0: win against the Boston Celtics. Chris, that was another nail-biter. The Sixers uh, did not look good at the beginning. They were able to fight back, win this one. Uh, Big night from Joel, 41-10. Four blocks. Um, Seth Curry had 26 points. Uh, What are your thoughts about this one against the shorthanded Celtics here?
2: Uh, Well, they clearly need everyone they can get. Um, I will take Joel Embiid throwing haymakers against Ennis Freedom for 40 minutes. Yes. Anytime I can get it. Um, Agreed. So that was nice. You know, Joel is a special player um, who does special things. This was one of the better Tobias games. A really good Danny Green game. Good Seth game. Like, Matisse defended his tail off. This was a really good game from the starters, and they just didn't have a bench at all because they were all sick. Um, so it was a bit of a narrative flip compared to Atlanta where the bench really carried them for stretches, but yeah, I mean, Isaiah Joe like hasn't hit a shot in two weeks, which is a bit alarming. Um, he, he's really like just right on pace with Furcon. So it, it's hard to separate them at this point, but the starters are really good and they weren't so good in Atlanta, which kind of just speaks to where this team is, They're you know, highs and lows. Um, yeah, it, I, it's about all I
0: have to say about it. Yeah, you, you touched on a lot of good points there. Kind of forgot about Tobias' a sneaky good game there. Um, like you said, the bench was a non-factor. This was probably one of Charles Bassey's worst games of the season, and he still had like three rebounds. But he had four uh, four fouls and zero points in eight minutes. Aaron Henry looked like a two-way contract player. Isaiah Joe only had one point, the only point from the bench. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Mar uh, Miles Powell. Miles Powell made his Sixers debut after replacing Grant Riller as the other two-way contract player. Point guard played at uh, Saint Joseph's. uh, Was on the G League uh, Westchester Knicks team. Um, Chris, your thoughts about Powell a potential fit, and just you know, his his debut, which
2: I think was unimpressive, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it was his first NBA game. He, like, just signed with the team. I'm not going to give him, like, a hard time about it. Um, you know, he's a guard who can score. He went to Seton Hall, not St. Joe's. Uh, it says, hold up,
0: hold up, hold up. No, because it says St. Joe's on the uh, basketball reference. Uh, well, uh, he went to
2: Seton Hall. Okay,
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're the second person that told me. I guess I'm wrong because I don't know. I thought I saw.
2: Okay, anyway, uh, he's he, oh, he, like wait a minute. He went to Seton Hall.
0: Where'd you say you went, Lucas? St. Joseph's. Uh, you mind looking up Uriah? Rick? I'm. I'm
2: looking at the Wikipedia page. It's I'm looking, and I'm going Seton to look, and
0: I'm going to look at the the basketball reference
1: page because Wikipedia guys, can be wrong. It's a
2: picture of him in a Seton Hall jersey. I don't know <laughs> what more proof we need.
1: Uh oh, Lucas stands corrected. He's trying to make a point in the clubhouse meeting a couple days ago. Uh, Oh, shoot.
2: I, I, I I don't want, I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to hear
1: it. I think you owe Martell an apology,
0: Lucas. I (laughs) I'll tell him next time I'm on the clubhouse. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, like he was a good player, Seton Hall. I'm sure, I'm sure he, there's a reason the Sixers signed him, um, He's a you know, high-volume We three talk about them not needing small guards, but a guy who can create his own shot and hit a bunch of threes has some value if he can prove his mettle. In Delaware, um, he might stick around. Um, you know, 24 years old, he's got time to prove himself. It's a cool story. Um, it clearly meant a lot to him, um, just reading the stories about him that he got to play the other night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's his first game. He just signed with the team, doesn't know the playbook. Eight minutes, I'm not really gonna like nail him for it.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. And then my other question to you, Chris, is um should the Sixers take this one with a grain of salt because Al Horford wasn't out there defending <laughs> Joel?
2: I mean, no, I, I mean, every game at this point needs to have some grain of salt because no team is healthy. I mean, that's that's just the state of the league. Sixers didn't have all their guys. Um, every team that has beaten or lost to the Sixers this year has beaten or lost to them without Ben Simmons playing. So, you know, you, you could slice that any sort of way. There are like 100 players in COVID protocols right now across the league. Not everyone's out there every night, but Ennis Cantor has generally done a pretty decent job on Joel in the past. Like, yeah, Surprisingly. 'Cause
0: he's he, not a good defender.
2: He he can't do anything if you make him move around, but the Sixers don't do a very good job of making Bigman move around. And he's certainly strong and can mm-hmm. handle Joel's physicality to a certain degree in you know in the paint. So mm-hmm. it's not like Boston didn't have someone who has, you know, handled Joel in the past. So I You call him Cantor, by the way. Cantor freedom, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think we can do any grains of salt during this whole COVID mess. Um, like obviously Al Horford is a superior player to in freedom, but uh, Joel's a great player. He's scored 41 points before. It certainly isn't the first time he's had a big game like that and it won't be the last. So I wouldn't like, I, I think it's just a good performance. I don't have any asterisks next to it. And let me just ask you the side note. It's
0: not in our agenda, but I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts do you think? Al Horford kind of looks provenized now that he's a part of the Celtics again. Like he's starting to look like the, not like prime Al Horford in the middle of that run, but towards the end of that run with the Celtics. Is he starting to look like that guy again?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's clearly still a pretty good player. Um, You know, like you said, he's not an all-star anymore, but he's better than what he looked like in Philly. Some of that was probably injuries. Some of that was probably the fit. And I say probably,
0: um,
2: it was definitely the fit, but it
0: was also injuries. He was having ankle problems. Yeah, injuries. In here.
2: Fit. He seemed generally pretty miserable, but yeah, I mean Boston's a better roster for him. He's comfortable with the players there. He's played with like that entire roster before at various different stops in his career, so I'm sure he's a lot more comfortable there than he is in, was in Philly. Um, it, it's like good to see him playing well. I have no ill will towards Al Horford. Um, it really wasn't his fault, but
0: you know, I think you're right because I think him and Schroeder played in Atlanta together.
2: Yeah, Josh Richardson, Schroeder, all those—he's played with all those guys.
0: The um, only the young guys are the only ones, but I don't really count them. But yeah, you're right. Oh, and Robert Williams, but yeah, I'm surprised we. Oh, that's right. Iso Joe didn't sign with them until afterwards. Good on oh, no, Iso. Yeah,
2: played with Joe Johnson. I mean, he's got the whole roster basically, pretty much. All right, let's talk a bit about Tyler Johnson, who you mentioned briefly at the beginning. Six signed him to a 10K contract under the hardship exception rule that was just put in place because of COVID. Um, 29-year-old has spent seven years in the NBA by now, a lot of that with the Miami Heat. Lucas, what were your initial thoughts on that move? Um, so I wrote an article a couple
0: days back. I wanted them to go for Jared Br- uh, Brownridge. He's been as on the Delaware team since I was, 2017. I
2: was really afraid that you're gonna say Jared Bayless. Was,
1: no,
0: no,
2: really no, 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 no. no. I'm pretty sure he's Is retired. Is he
1: even in the league anymore, Jared? No. Bayless?
0: Nah, he might be in the Big Three. Oh um, yeah, yeah, he's retired. Yeah, but no, seriously though, uh, Brownridge uh, was with the Delaware franchise back when they were the 87ers. He's a career 39% three point shooter, small shooting guard at six three, but. Can really hit the ball from downtown. He's been with it. I think he's earned his shot at the NBA. So I was kind of disappointed that he didn't get his shot. That being said, Tyler Johnson does make sense. He's a combo guard. He can play make enough. Um, I suspect as long as he plays well with the Sixers, he'll get his another shot in the NBA down the line. Um, like I said, a good t- gritty guy. Part of that Miami heat culture back from the mm-hmm. mid 20 teens. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, it's a solid pickup. It's, you know, it's a veteran guy. So we know Brown, uh, Doc Rivers will trust him a little bit more. Um, yeah. And he was in there towards the
2: end of this game, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, he played, what was it? Like 11 minutes. Um, so I mean, Doc said it, he's going to throw him right in. They certainly need all the help they can get with the COVID absences right now. Um, like you said, one of like the many undrafted guard slash wings that Miami has churned out over the years um, competes his butt off. Um, I have vague like remembrances of him getting his teeth knocked out. Like, so he's, he's that kind of guy. Um, certainly think he can help in short spurts for eight days while the Sixers need him. Um, Lucas, do you think he's going to stick around? Pass this 10-day contract. Um, do, you, do you think there's any chances on the roster for the rest of the season that he shows something to Daryl Mario and Doc Rivers that makes him stick around?
0: I mean, I would like it to happen, but do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think they're just, they would have to trade somebody or wave somebody. No, as far as I can tell, nobody expendable is in the last year of their deal. The only players that I could see them, the only player I can see them really trying to trade to make a spot for him is B-ball Paul. But with George's knee out right now because of health and safety protocols, I just don't see it happening.
2: Yeah, and, like, I'll say this. Tyler Johnson's cool, but Paul Reed is already, like, a comparably gifted NBA player, and he's going to get better. Like, I I wouldn't do that. So there's, like, a reason Tyler Johnson wasn't signed. I don't think he's that special. Like, he can fill the 14th, 15th spot on a roster, but he's not someone – he's going to be playing a lot of minutes in the playoffs. I wouldn't expect anytime soon. Um so yeah, I the Sixers don't have anyone that expendable on the roster. There are a lot of young guys towards the bottom that we like we haven't seen Jaden Springer pretty much at all this year, but he's he was a first round pick for a reason. Probably should have gone a lot higher than he did. That's someone the Sixers should value and whose development is going to be more important than like having Tyler Johnson on the team. Because um, once guys like Niang and Danny and those guys get back, Tyler Johnson's just not going to play anyways. So mm-hmm. he it, he makes a lot of sense as someone who can step in, give you 10-15 minutes a night for two nights while everyone's out. But I don't think he's going to stick around.
0: No, nah, just like I said, unless unless the best trade happens and the Sixers have open roster spots afterwards, which seems unlikely, um, I just don't see him sticking. Though I wouldn't throw. You know what? That might be a possibility. That would be the only way I could see this him coming back to the Sixers this season, is if a Ben Simmons trade happened and there were open roster spots afterwards.
2: Yeah, I think
0: yeah. that's fair. Um, that's but good. yeah, no, I, I, I tend, I just, yeah, I don't see it. But you're right. I think it's time for our last segment of this podcast.
1: That's right. All right. In the spirit of Christmas, in the spirit of Christmas, everybody on this podcast is going to be offering gifts to all the key 76ers players who have contributed this season. We'll start with the bench, then we'll go to the starters and I will read the name and we'll just go down the line and give off, give out some gifts. So let's go to Lucas first and we're going to start with uh stroking Joe, Isaiah yes. Joe, what are you yes. giving him for Christmas?
0: I'm gonna give him a premium package of at least ten game ten games of at least twenty minutes per game. Cause he needs to get some form of consistent minutes. And I think if you give him around twenty minutes a game, he's gonna have enough time to get his volume of three pointers up to where he can get some consistency. Cause if he's only getting like five or eight minutes a game where he only gets up one or two three pointers, that's not a way to find
2: your rhythm. So I'm I'm gonna give Joe that. Yeah. I think that's a good gift. Um, I'd kind of take the opposite route, though, where like if you're not hitting these one or two attempts per game, at some point you you have to start hitting them to get minutes. So I'd I'd give him like a stretch of three point makes, like a more consistent jumper, because right now it's not they aren't falling for him. Um, we know that they can. They have in the past. He's was one of the best shooters in college basketball. I have no doubt that he can be a good three and D NBA player, but um, this could be said for a lot of players, but I think Joe needs like consistency with his jumper as much as anyone on the roster right now.
1: I wish I could give minutes like you guys. I'm going to try and be original here and this is not taking a shot at at his workout regimen, but he needs some weight. So I'm giving out a one year subscription to GNC where you can get as much protein powder as he can. Cause Joe needs okay. to put on some weight. That's what I would give him. That's fair. <laughs> All right, let's go to Chris's favorite guy. Chris can go first this time. B-Ball Paul, what are you giving him for Christmas?
2: Um, hmm. All right, Here, I'm going to get creative for you, okay? I'm going to – in the three-team trade that somehow lands Shea Gildress Alexander, I'm <laughs> sending Paul Reed. I'm giving Paul Reed a fresh start in OKC where he plays 25 minutes a night and, like, averages five stocks a game and just – Just incredible things on defense. I like that. I like that. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to give him a free runway in OKC. A really bad team. Okay.
0: Okay. I don't hate it. But here's what I'm going to give him instead. I'm going to give him higher basketball IQ. Because that seems to be the one knock that Doc Rivers has against him, that he's not always making the best decisions. And we can kind of see it in the games where he's playing so fast that sometimes his mind doesn't catch up to what his body's doing. So I'm going to give him a higher basketball IQ.
1: I like what you both said. Very creative, Chris. And the IQ is definitely something that he could use more of. But I'm going to go back to his roots where he was MVP of the G League. And I want to give him for Christmas his very own ceremony and his jersey in the rafters of the Delaware 87ers. No,
0: no, no. Bluecoats
1: now. They used to be 87 I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'm giving him his uh, own jersey. They're retiring his jersey in, in the round I'm all for it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. I, I love it. All right. George's Niang, Lucas. What are you giving George's Niang for Christmas? More elevation. He, the, the guy ha, is, like,
0: stuck to the ground. If he, if he can get higher up, he could do so much more. Wow. Like, it's not a shot. Like, it sounds like a shot, but... He, if he if he if he could jump a little bit higher, he could be doing a lot more different things for the six. There was a game, Lucas,
1: where he had a he had a breakaway. Uh huh. <laughs> he did not dunk it. He just like gave it a nice little layup. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, you're six what? You're six ten? Six seven. Well, anyway, yeah, Chris.
2: Um. Well, I I'm going to give him a. I'm just going to buy him a minivan. <laughs> just commit to the bit just buy to yeah. the bit okay i love it i'm gonna buy him also a professional photographer so those minivan pictures make it to social media so i'll yes. see him in a minivan um or is the minivan in him that's, a, they are, they're one in the same.
0: Thing. Exactly, cerebral.
1: See, you were thinking, like I was thinking, except I was, and I was really going to say this, I would give him his own personalized license plate to put on the back of his minivan.
2: Yeah, I'm getting him a, a um, an advertising deal with Ford. I'm <laughs> no, give to it to Ford. Nissan, because N- Nissan and Yang. Uh, what? what? What does that have to- What's no, they a, both a, start with the
0: and I. They both start with NI. But anyway. Uh, okay.
1: right. uh, that was a nice okay. try. All
2: right. Chris, Andre Drummond,
1: what is he getting from you for Christmas?
2: Oh. Um, what is Andre Drummond getting from me for Christmas? That's a great question. Um, do, do you want me to go first? Sure. You I'll, I'll think about it. Okay, I'm
0: getting him some slim fast because the guy needs to lose some weight. I'm sorry. If, if he was a little bit skinnier, he could play a lot more. He'd be much more of a better f- fill-in starter for jo- uh, Joel when he's out because that inconsistent motor shows up, and it's clearly – I think it's because of his weight. Either get him slim fast or get him some baggier shorts because, gosh, those things, they're, they're <sighs> too
2: tight on him. Okay. Building off of Lucas's answer, I'm going to get him a new PR team so that he can get the respect that he deserves. He's having a great season off the bench. He's he playing really well in his minutes on the floor. I, I think he's proven that he's still quite a good NBA player when used correctly. Um, there's a lot of baggage that comes with the name Andre Drummond at this point, and a lot of different fan bases feel different ways about him, but he's still a very good NBA player. He deserves more respect than I think Lucas's answer would give him on (laughs) this fine Christmas holiday. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get him a PR team, and we're going to boost that image.
1: All right. I had something in mind, but I'm going to quickly switch it up. Something just came to my mind. For me, for Christmas, Andre Drummond, you get a one-year exemption from in a Fool. No matter what you do on the court. Your your face and image will not make Shaq in the fool, which might be part of what Chris's gift is. You know, honestly, sorry. I don't think he's had a Shaq in the fool moment. Knock on wood. I'm gonna research oh. that. He has to have a. He's
0: had not many, this season.
1: Well, not yeah, this season. Maybe, That's what I'm
0: maybe. saying. This season, I don't think he's had one this season. But we yet.
1: know there's someone on the way, Lucas.
0: Oh, th- probably, <laughs> probably.
1: All right, let's move on to be nice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Matisse Thibel Chris what do you give him Matisse for Christmas
2: um I'm gonna get him a, a year of lessons with Ray Allen and just leave it at that I like hmm. that I like that
0: I'm, I'm gonna give him some softer hands and I'm gonna leave it like that so like lotion <laughs> no 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 he got hands like feet here's some jurgens. No, 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 no. Have you never heard the, the term hands like feet?
1: Yes, I have heard mm-hmm. that. Okay. I think both of them would, would assist him in some way with his shooting. I'm going to give Matisse something uh, that's non-basketball related, but definitely connects to his personality and his interests. I'm giving him an award, uh, I guess, a YouTube award for best vlogger. That's what I would give him. Oh, you know what? I changed my
0: answer. I'm going to change my answer. No, you can't change No, that. no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to give Matisse Thiebel an open invitation to join this podcast whenever he wants.
1: I'm down for that. Chris, are you down yeah. for that? Oh, of course. Let's make it happen, guys. You guys have all the connections. I, yeah, I mean, heard. we could
0: ask. We could ask. Uh, we could definitely ask around. See, maybe yeah. Twitch Lynham could help us.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. How about Shake Milton? What's he get for Christmas? Better outside shot.
2: Yeah, uh, what the shake? Get from- He's gonna get a nice apology letter from me. Good. <laughs> That's Good. What getting for that that is probably better than mine. And then a twenty-five dollar gift card to Steak and Shake. Oh my gosh, that's perfect.
1: See, I you kind of stole what I was gonna say. I had no idea what to get him, and that's what you give people for Christmas when you don't know what to get them. Get them a gift card. So, Shake, you get a fifty dollars Visa card from me for Christmas, <laughs> and oh. uh, I think we know what we all would get this next guy. Furcon Moz, Chris. What are you giving Furk?
2: Um, that's a great question. Um, what am I getting Furcon Korkmaz? Um getting him a uh, three-year contract to keep putting out those hype videos before the season because that last one was pretty great. Um, what? Whoever that director was should direct it again. Uh, the like, what, You guys remember it, right? Where I'm not like a fan. It in the flame. No. I am not a fan. You no. were a fan? No. I
1: saw that and, and people I, were hyping it up. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't get it what? one bit. It didn't like get the, me excited at all. Well, Uriah, they remember, he's a film major, so that, that type on. of stuff would probably get him hyped. It was that like was an, was an indie film short doc. That oh, that's exactly, like, yeah, yeah, no, film film majors. It like was that. retro looking, I was like, what is this? It was, oh, please. It In didn't land home. home, Chris. I'm sorry, it didn't land home. You know what, let's do, if you want, let's do a poll and let people vote on it and see what they think. All
2: right, I'm giving okay. Uriah the the whole, ugly up. Blu-ray. Okay,
0: now, hold up! I didn't even get a chance to give Ma something. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna get him some confidence, and not, i don't know, like you know, what? I'm gonna give him the same gift that um Chris gave Matisse. I'm gonna give him like a three, like a just practice with Ray Allen for a while, or JJ Redick. Just more lotion. More, more lotion. That's right. <laughs>
1: Cause that's what I said, not what you said. Too much lotion going around here with all these guys, man. Come on. Now uh, you're making me
0: think. <laughs> now you're making me think of Silence of the Lambs.
1: Thanks. Pour little Clarice. Put the it puts problem. the
0: lotion on the skin.
1: Gosh. Okay. All right. Furcand Corkmas for me. Very simple. He's playing uptight, probably because his feet have grown another two inches, so he's getting. Uh, Resize shoes for me, sneakers. so Wait, then have they really? I don't know. He's just playing tight, so he okay. needs bigger shoes. He's not playing loose, so mm. I don't know. That's the best I could do. All right, let's get to the starters. We'll start with Seth Curry. Either one of you. What are you getting them?
0: Just the will to let it go, like just let the sh- let it rain all the time. No fear. Just just shoot it. I don't care if you go one for twenty.
2: Yeah. Um. Hmm. What am I getting, Seth Curry? That's a great question. Um. Well, I am making a new top one hundred list for midseason, just open the new year, perhaps, and maybe I'll give him a spot on the top one hundred list this time around. Oh,
1: aren't you just gracious? <laughs> you are so generous. You're so generous. <laughs> And I'm giving, I'm giving Seth Curry. I always stumble with you guys because remember that one time in the episode I I typed Steph Curry and you guys were like, you got the wrong Curry, and I mm. couldn't see it. All right, so I have to always double check Seth Curry. I'm giving him a tattoo because I think that would make him tougher. It will give him.
2: I'm a... pretty sure he has tattoos.
1: No, he has no tats.
2: Yeah, he also, has no tats. Maybe lose the undershirt. I oh. was
1: thinking maybe get like a flesh colored undershirt,
2: so it doesn't look like he has an undershirt on.
0: Yeah, I don't understand players that can wear sleeves playing basketball. I don't know. Just, yeah, I mean, I
2: Who else for him? And he's like one of the best
0: shooters yeah. on the planet. Daniel Gafford wears a wears this a, uh, you know a compression yeah. shirt.
2: Yeah, so maybe don't. But I mean, I don't. But get him a tattoo,
1: make... a neck tattoo of like oh. I like I am the other Splash Brother or something like that. Anyway. Danny Green. Lucas, what are you giving Danny Green for Christmas? Oh, that's a tough one.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Chris, you
2: go first. Oh, Oh, Danny Green. What am I getting? Danny Green. Well, what am I getting, Danny? That's a great question. I can go. You can go ahead.
1: Please go. I'm getting Danny Green. I'll stall so you guys can think. Thank you. I'm going to get Danny Green for Christmas. All right, seriously, I'm going to get him 12 dribbling sessions with Steve Nash because Danny Green, even though he's been in the league since who knows when, cannot dribble. So I'm giving him dribbling lessons with Steve Nash. I'm giving Danny Green
0: the – um Richard Jefferson treatment for the rest of his career.
1: Uh can you elaborate? What is that?
0: Three and D veteran off the bench.
2: Okay. Oh, what? So you're benching him? That's your Christmas gift? You're benching? It's him? it's gonna <laughs> help his longevity, okay? It's
1: gonna help his longevity, Chris. It's gonna help his longevity. I get Christmas. it. I get it. I get it. No, it's long term. He'll he'll sign with the Cavs when LeBron goes back and yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, um yeah um I don't know I might have to do get the, him the gift Herman card thing and hire another PR team to get him the respect that he deserves which he's no. clearly not getting from the Sixers fan base these days what? Um, well, I don't get all the Danny Green hate. He's like a real. He's like I'm not he's hating on him. I'm thinking of his longevity. You bring him off the bench, it keeps him in the
1: league long. How about you give him he's twenty like thousand?
2: Five best players on the team, and that's him, a
1: problem. Then get him twenty thousand more followers for his podcast. I'm sure he would There's like to open one. that gift. Sure. All right. Next. Oh my goodness, I've defended. There's okay. so much but uh, let's be nice guys this is the season of giving Tobias Harris what is he getting for christmas You want to go first Chris or you
0: you want me to get this you can yeah, it's all yours Okay I'm going to give him a fresh start somewhere else <laughs> He needs the pressure of this contract is just unfair The pressure to be the number 2 next to Joel is just uh, is too much clearly, and uh, and he just needs a fresh start where he doesn't have as high expectations.
2: Uh, yeah. I think I'm being kind. I think I'm being kind yeah. there, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm gonna give Tobias with a Ben Simmons trade so that some of that blame can be deflected somewhere else or at least a Ben Simmons return. Something happens with Ben Simmons that Tobias isn't quite as prominent in the spotlight. As That's he is fair.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, I think for Tobias, I want to give him... I want to give him his own curator for all of his NFTs because he's big into NFTs. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. But anyway uh Tyrese Maxey Chris what are you giving Tyrese Maxey for Christmas
2: um well that's a great question um I am giving Tyrese Maxey Lucas you want to take it
0: yeah yeah um I'm giving Tyrese Maxey more pick and roll plays and throughout the games moving forwards that's a good one yeah he needs he needs more pick and rolls that's this is best in the half court, and whether it be Joel, whether it be Tobias, whether it be Matisse, somebody needs to set those picks for him.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll build off of that. I'll give I'll give Tyrese a, a better playbook, maybe even a better coach, and Ooh. Ooh. like just a whole bunch of chocolate and a thank you card. Um. Yeah.
1: Okay. Speaking of chocolate, it's funny that you led that to where I'm going. So I think Tyrese Maxey for Christmas, I think even as a young second year player, I would give him more endorsements. I think he has a great mm. smile. He has a great personality. He's always effervescent and he's just a cool, cool player. So maybe we start him off. He doesn't get to the big dogs, but maybe he gets like a chocolate milk commercial with Tobias and Clay Thompson. Not our goldfish um, commercial with Tobias, right? Yeah, that would be cool. I was thinking Al Horford with chocolate milk, but yeah, okay. the Tobias one would be kind of cool. All right, and last but not least, the big man in the middle, our leader, Joel Embiid. Who? What is he getting for Christmas?
2: Um, really, whatever he wants. You know, <laughs> he can just send me his wish list. Now, I'll, I'll confer with Santa. You know, whatever Joel wants, I'll get him.
0: That, that, that's lazy, Chris. That's lazy.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, blank
0: check.
1: That's what I'm getting for
0: Joel. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give him something a little bit more substantial and usable. The ability to be a role check. man. And no, listen,
2: listen. <laughs> yeah.
0: So quick to jump on my case. No. Giving him a better pick-and-roll game so that him and Maxie fit better on the court together.
2: hmm
1: Okay. That's a good that's basketball good. gift. I'm going to give Embiid, I think Chris mentioned, a, a photographer. I want to get him a photo shoot so he could uh, take some good family pictures. with. Oh, that's uh, sweet. With his, his, I guess, fiance and his son. So yeah. I, I think Embiid's being a family man is, is a good thing. I think it's good. Really cool thing for him. Yeah. And that's it, folks. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, Chris,
0: you can play us out on this eve of Christmas Eve.
2: Alrighty. Um, well, yes, by the time people are listening to this, it will probably be Christmas Eve. So happy holidays to all our wonderful listeners out there. I hope you have a wonderful rest of this month. Yuletide, whatever you want to call it. I hope it's great. Um, As always, please give us the gift of your weekly listening, if you can. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Like, subscribe, follow along. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible. Or you can just go to our website, thesixersense.com. You'll find it posted there at some point. You can listen, read all our written work. We'd really appreciate it. And, yeah, we will be back later next week. After Christmas, to possibly ring in the new year, all that jazz. Um,
1: Noah Lovick will be here.
2: Noah Lovick will be here. There you go. What more do you need? The new year's and Noah Lovick. I mean, you can't get better than that. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's very exciting. We'll see y'all soon. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, Feliz Navidad, etc. etc. We'll talk to y'all soon.